So what I want to talk about this morning is this journey that I have learned about and wanted to share with you. It's called the heroine's journey. And the heroine's journey is one where the woman starts out in a particular place and she has to descend. She has to go down deep below beneath the surface and face a lot of what is in the darkness. And um, it, it's she goes down into the belly of her life. She goes down into the belly of um, the world. And um, it's truly an adventure that helps her because when you go down into the belly of something, you go down into the darkness of a thing, there's, you're able to excavate so much. Sometimes the most precious things that we find, they are down deep, deep, deep in the earth's core. They're, they're, they are down the most precious resources. Think about oil. They have to drill down, down, down. And that is where um, they are able to find gold and extract it. Um, you know, all these gases that they're using now that they want to go down and, you know, extract these gases because it's, it's just so much richness deep down inside. Um, and so that's what we want to do. We want to go deep down inside. But when you go into a dark place, and which this heroine's journey will lead you on, it requires a certain amount of trust. And what when you trust yourself, when you allow yourself to go deep down and and just not exactly know even what's there, you know something is there, but you don't exactly know what is there. And you have to trust yourself. You will unlock so much latent potential. You will unlock so much, so many of your gifts and your talents. You will also unlock and unleash and release really is the best way to say it. Things that are there that are not serving you. But see, this is the thing. If we don't make the heroine's journey, then we do not actually face what's there that's keeping us blocked. If we stay up on the surface of life and we never go deep down into the belly of our soul, into the belly of our lives, then the things that are there, there's some goodness there, <clears throat> but there are things that are there that will block us. If we do not ever go down there and face them, we will never be able to live to our fullest potential. And so the heroine's journey requires a lot of courage. It requires trust. It requires trust in yourself that you are so ready for a change that you are willing to go deep down into the belly of your life. You're willing to go deep down into the belly of your soul and, 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 and face what is there and tap into power that you have not yet tapped into, tap into it there. And so what ends up happening is once we come out on the other side, then it we birth anew. It's a new springtime. It's a new day. 
we are not we are not the same that we were when we started the journey because number 1 we have we have gone through some things there's some some trials and some tests and some tribulations um there's a lot of um vic- victories and wins that happen so you can't be the same after going through all of this. And the heroine's journey is truly one of a lifetime. There's a lot of people who do not make the heroine's journey or they go down into the belly and they crawl back out and go back to the beginning. They crawl down into the belly and just never actually come out. So the heroine's journey is one of a lifetime. And there are many heroines journey journeys, opportunities that we have. And the reason it's a journey of a lifetime is because of the change and the transformation that you go through. When you come out on the other side, you are now more empowered. You know who you are. You trust yourself. You have courage to face the things in life that before used to make your knees buckle. That heroine's journey is one I would take any day. It is one I would take any day. I remember when I first started out with um, the Sacred Feminine Mysteries, I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I just knew if I don't do something, I am going to be very, very unhappy in my life. I'm going to be so unhappy. And so I decided I'm going to go on ahead and do this. I'm going to go on ahead and make this heroine's journey with my godmother, Ia Oshinike, as um, the captain of the Sacred Feminine Mystery ship, as the guide, as the one who was providing the, the opportunity and the tools to make that trek down into the belly of my life and my soul. And I would do it over and over and over again. I actually do. Because what ended up happening is once I got to the other side, there was still a lot of life to live. I was only 36 years old when I finished. I was 33 when I started and I was 36 when I... um when I finished, I was very young. I had a lot of life to live, but I was different. I was no longer afraid to be who I was. I'm not just saying I was just like kicking my foot through the door, telling everybody in every room I walked into. It wasn't like that, but I was unapologetic. I was not going to be, you were not going to move me. I remember Maya Angelou said at my um, my graduation from Spelman College, she was talking about her grandmother who would sing a song, I, I shall not be removed. And she would tell her grandma, it's not removed. I shall not be moved. She was like, mm-hmm, baby. And she would keep singing that song, I shall not be removed. And that is how I felt by the time I came out on the other side of my first heroine's journey, my true, the one where I went into it consciously, because see, that's the thing about being a part of the spiritual aspirin initiation, the sacred feminine mysteries community. 
We are consciously stepping onto our paths. We are not just going through the, the, the heroine's journey willy-nilly. We're going through with consciousness. We're going through with awareness. We are saying, no, I'm making a choice to go on to this heroine's journey. To go on a journey that I don't exactly know what this is, and I, but I'm willing to trust that it is for me and it will take me to exactly where it is that I need to go. So when you do it consciously, you are able to make so much more progress than when it just happens. We have all been through hard times. My first heroine's journey that I remember changing my life in a way that is unprecedented was when my mother died. Now, I do actually, another one came to me when my grandfather died. I remember going through that heroine's journey as a little girl and... Yeah, I was devastated. I've never, I love my father, but I've never been a daddy's girl, but I was a grandpa, grandpa is what we called him, a grandpa's girl. <laughs> love my grandpa. Um, and he died. And I remember I had to, let's see, he died when I was 11. And then I had to write a paper when I was 13 for um, my eighth grade. It was an eighth grade writing English class. And there was some, whatever I wrote, my teacher was so enthralled with it. She was like, may I have my, your permission to share your paper with the rest of the class? Cause I want to, I want to show them how it's done, you know? So to go through that heroine's journey, I, I, I just, you know, like there was no grief therapy. Like there was nothing. It was in 80, like 1980 or something. No, 1981. So there was not this, this notion of like, talk to the children about grief and all of that. It was just something I handled. I don't remember anybody talking to me about anything about, are you okay? Or anything like that. I just remember handling it. And so coming out on the other side and being able to share what happened, I learned that I could write. And then after when my mother died, that was, that was a heroine's journey of a lifetime. I am actually, sometimes I feel like I'm still on that journey. I feel even emotional that that has been a very, very transformational journey for me. And initially when I started the journey, I was just devastated. But once I consciously got onto the, my spiritual path, I began to realize that there was a lot for me to unpack, that there was a lot of gifts that I could, um, that I'm gleaning. I continue to glean from this and, you know, a lot of healing that I have stepped into. I think if my mother had lived longer, it may have taken me a little bit longer to get where I, I landed not many years later because I would not have been so devastated and grief stricken and desperate to do something. But that was really the beginning for me of the ultimate um, heroine's journey. And um, I am here today because of that journey. I cannot even begin to explain what has been unlocked and unleashed. The number of people I've been able to share my story with in one way or the other to help them, to support them 
in numerous ways. I would not have that if it wasn't for that heroine's journey. But the part that did not have the guidance was actually the part. Here we go. Let me let me tell let me tell you this. The part of this particular part of my heron's journey that was so pivotal was prior to my mother's passing, I knew I was spiritually different. And once she passed, but I had been like kind of like not trying to not deal with it. And, you know, it's like I don't want to be excommunicated and. You know, everyone in my family, for the most part, except for me and my siblings, we're the, the family heathens. <laughs> I have one cousin I have recently discovered is 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 one of the family heathens too. Um, but it's just, it's just, I was very like different. I had my older brother thank the goddess because um, we we awoke at the same time, but I didn't at that time. Me and my older brother, we neither one of us knew anything about any other spiritual system. We just knew we were struggling with Christianity. And so I was like, um, going to church. And then the words that the people were saying to me after my mama died was like, not helpful. Um, I don't even remember cause you know, I've just moved past it, but it's things that people say, like, just pray. Oh, Oh, no, I was like, no, that's not working. <laughs> um, you know, just these messages that people give in the name of religion. I'm going to say it that way, because I don't have a problem with Jesus. Real Christianity, I don't have a problem with. But the application of it is where I struggle. People don't know how to apply this religion or this spiritual tradition. And so it was just really like not helpful. And it was making me like, I'm not doing this. This is not working. Something's calling me. I got to answer it because I'm so miserable and I don't have time to, to like not be who I am right now. I don't have time to fake the funk because my whole life is shattered because my mama has died. And so that's what made me make the great leap. I was like, I'm jumping. I jumped down. I didn't even walk. I didn't even walk. At that point, I was already like descending. I was already in the belly, but it was some other place that I knew I'm jumping. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, let's go. So, yeah. There have been plenty of times I've come up and out on the other side. I've started consciously when I started going through SFM. That was probably a big one where it was more conscious because once I leaped after my mom died, that was the next thing that came. Sacred Feminine Mysteries. It took a few years for me to really find it. Sacred Feminine Mysteries came. And so um, doing it consciously is so much better. You have a guide, you have somewhat of a system because ultimately it's, it's going to be you figuring out you have to walk the journey, but to have support, that is where I have found being a part of initiations and spiritual collectives has made the greatest difference for me. And so the heroine's journey is something that we're all going to do anyway, but when you do it consciously, wow, 
so many gifts. You get to offload so much crap. You get to offload so much stuff that where you're just like, this is a burden. You get to have the tools when the challenges come. You have tools that you can use to actually do something with your life. And you get to say, I am woman, hear me roar. I'm going to be who I came here to be. I am not going to let anybody tell me who I am and what I'm here to do. I know my mission. I know why I'm here and I will be unstoppable. If you want to know why I do what I do so boldly, it is because I am willing to take that heroine's journey. Every time I have taken it multiple times because I initiated into the um, tradition of Africa, the Orisha tradition, Iyalarisha, into the mysteries of Yemanja. Recently, I went through women's circle training. I was like, this is freaking initiation. When I tell you this last year, of stepping into a, a more powerful way of being a female leader, a woman, a feminine leader. Whoa. It has been a journey of a lifetime. It has been so painful transitioning from being a homeschool mom, which is a whole different vibe than being somebody who is in the business world and someone who is like, I'm going to show up on a weekly basis and share a message and help women, you know, support themselves. It's two totally different vibes. Okay. Transformation and change. Oh my goodness. The heroine's journey will also help you to navigate all this astrology that we um, talk about on a regular basis. So the last little bit that I'm going to tell you about and I'm not super adept at this story because it's one that got introduced to me through um, the going through Sistership Circle um, certification. And let me just say one other thing. There's a whole lot of other heroines journeys that a lot of us have experienced. How many of y'all have been through some major form of sickness? Could be mental, could be physical could be emotional. How many of y'all been through that kind of heroine's journey? How many of y'all have been through the heroine's journey called motherhood? Heroine's journey called divorce. Heroine's journey called abuse. We done all been through a heroine's journey. I'm just saying that it's purposeful, especially when you do it in a conscious manner and stop letting life just sweep you, like sweep you up. And all of a sudden you getting like, you caught up in Oya's, you know, winds in, in, in her tornado. Oya is the goddess of transformation. And she has to do with wind. But when she really comes through and she is like, you going to change, sister, she is a tornado. We done all been caught up in something. Some of us been caught up in the heroine's journey called coming out of addiction of any kind. We all have done it. Let's do it consciously. So let's talk about Persephone. Persephone is a goddess. Um, it must be Greek, thinking about her name. I don't know, Greek, Roman. Sorry, I am not all the time. I know Afro, okay? You ask me some Afro ones, I got you. 
<laughs> Anywho, we know it's Greek or Roman. It sounds like a Greek name to me. Um, so Persephone was the daughter of Demeter and maybe Zeus, I think is the name, something like that. And it's one of the supreme deities in that, that theology. And so they had a daughter named Persephone. And Zeus's butt made a deal with Hades in some kind of way. Hades is the god of the underworld. He'd have made some deal with Hades saying Hades could have Persephone at some point. And he left Demeter out because he knew she was like, I'm not having this. And if I, if I have any wrong names, I'm sorry, but it's just the gist of the story. You'll get it. Okay. You'll get the gist of the story. So Demeter loved Persephone. Demeter loved. Let me just see. Demeter. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I just, my mind, Demeter goddess. I'm pretty sure she is uh, Persephone's mom. Demeter. Okay. Because I was like, I don't think it's Demeter. Demeter, I think is her name. Yeah. So Demeter um, loved per Persephone. Oh my gosh. She just so loved her daughter, Persephone. Well, at some point, Hades was like, it, it's time. And he went and grabbed Persephone and sucked her down into the underworld. And so while she was down there, I know at some point she was, you know, like making sure she wasn't eating anything. Of course, she's grief stricken because she wants to see her mom, Demeter. I have a friend named Demeter. So I think that's why I was saying Demeter. She wanted to see her mom, Demeter. And Demeter goes into, you know, she's distraught. And so she has to do with fertility and everything. And so like all the plants started dying and you know, there was no food to eat, folks getting upset. And they, and they kind of like, hey, bro, what we going to do? Uh, I need you to do something about Demeter, right? So um, what ended up happening was Zeus, yes, I have the right name, Zeus and Hades or something like that, they were like, we got to make a negotiation. Um, Persephone can stay with, with you for a certain amount of time. And then she's going to go up into the, uh, you know, the, with her mom on top of the earth at some point in time. And so what ended up happening was it was like Persephone ate something and that's actually what kind of kept her anchored to Hades. That's why she couldn't just get out and stay up with her mom. She, she ate something down there and it kept her anchored where she could not be fully free from being a part of Hades. And so she would come up for about six months, I think is the number, and then be underneath with the world with Hades for about six months. She would come out and that's, you know, the warmer temperatures, the spring and the summer, and then she would go down into Hades, the fall and the winter. And so this is to a certain degree, what I noticed now that I've learned this, this is we do this cycle like in our own lives on a pretty regular basis. And so there's going to be the time where we're down in the belly. Persephone, actually, that part of herself is very powerful. I just have listened to people talk about her. It's, it's The power is not all the time in the light. It's not all the time in the fertility and the abundance. The power does come, like I talked about earlier, from being down in the belly 
of life, being down in the lower part of the world. Think about it. The upper is supported by what's down in the lower, right? And so the ability to, to go between both the light and the dark within us makes us powerhouses because the majority of us, number one, fear the darkness. We fear our shadow. We think it's going to do something. Number two, the majority of us fear our light. We just like in a catch 22, in a catch 22, right? Um, but we have to have both. We have to have both. So I love that story of Persephone descending down into Hades, coming back up. Because it represents, if you just kind of think about like a, a circle, very feminine symbol, circle, this cycle. But every time we go down and then we come back up, we're not the same. We're so much better. So yes, I was actually recording this to make it a a voice note for me for what I wanted to share with you all for um, this spiritual aspirant launch. And um, I just got so into it that it's now going to be a recording. And um, hopefully it will help you to understand that the spiritual aspirant initiation is an opportunity for you to take a heroine's journey. And, you know, it's going to be a a guided tour. You will not be alone like so many times before when you had to take this heroine's journey. And it will be the journey of a lifetime. I have only ever seen people come out better on the other side. That is if they come in and they actually do the work. The magic is, is it's like a, a, a pot of soup, a, a pot of stew. The magic is in you taking your part and coming in and being active, me doing my part and making sure that you have this, this spiritual goddess ashram available to be able to do your work. And then there's also the community. We are not lone wolves. That is not gonna, it's not gonna, that's not what, what makes women sustainable. It's the community. So it's a, it's a, it's a nice little stew. I like stews. I like, I like, yeah, I like it because it feels so heavy. You know, you eat it and you're like, yes, I'm so satisfied. That is what the spiritual aspirin initiation is. So yes, join me. Do you hear the call, sister? Are you ready to take the journey of a lifetime? Come on aboard the spiritual aspirin initiation. All right, peace.